Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't, I don't know what happened, but I, they, I wasn't in the rotation for a couple months, so I'm excited to talk. Uh, so, hey, I want to just say uh, how much we just appreciate uh, this last Sunday, uh, you as a church and running together and your flexibility, your, um, your generosity, your, your easy you're an easy church to lead, and uh, we just uh, just want to thank you for being you, and it's fun to run with hungry people. You're driving by churches that would be easier to worship in, and you, for some reason, God's called you here, and, and uh, I, I just call that a privilege to run with you and to burn together, and uh, I'm really excited about where we're going I would report to you that I, I'd say our team is in the healthiest place it's ever been in the history of the church. There's just a lot of, a lot of running together in the same motion, and um, it's, it's like the, the sculling, the oar, those that do the oars, you know, they, if they're just off just a little bit, it takes twice as much effort. But when they, when they, when they all get in sync, I'm told it gets almost effortless. And you go faster, and we feel like we're in that place. And so I wanted to talk today about how do we change? Change is not easy. And as you get older, they say it gets harder to change. What's the saying? It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. You know, old wives' tales have a reason, like there's usually a reason behind it. There's some truth. So how do you change? And yet Christians, we as Christians should be the kings of change management. We have an inside track. We have something that the world doesn't have. We have a secret weapon. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. And we have a promise that our destiny is to be changed. You just get in the river of God and you will be changed. You're being changed from glory to glory. In fact, let's look at a couple of scriptures in um, Romans 12.2. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there's a call. There, there, is, there is a biblical mandate that we are being transformed. Our minds are being transformed. We're being renewed. And so I would tell you that there's, there should be some aha moments going on within us as you come across a situation and you handle it differently than you might have one, two, three years ago. And you say, oh, I, I'm thinking not like a pauper but more like a prince on that issue. I'm being more forgiving than I used to be on that issue issue. Your mind is being transformed to think more like heaven. We're called to change, and we should be the kings of change management. So we want to talk about that today in Romans 
you'll turn there. It says, let's go there together. I don't think we have a slide for that one. At the end of that string of words is an interesting one. It's taking you somewhere. And so as uh, I'm catching up to you, Romans 8, 29, an interesting verse. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son. You've been predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That's quite a promise. That's a promise should rise in our heart. Wow, okay. And so that he would be the firstborn among brethren. And those whom he predestined, he called. And those he called, he justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Your destiny is glory. I've got to get changed to get to glory. There'll be some change management happening to get to glory. So change is our destiny. And so how do we change? Well, we mentioned Romans 12, we get transformed by the renewing of our mind. So how does our mind get renewed? Martha Kay said, by the washing water of the word of God. So as we just as we take in the word of God, it washes us. It's almost like, I just think of it as just washing my brain. Lord, soak my brain in your word. Reprogram my brain to think like you. To think like heaven thinks about this situation. Give me heaven's thoughts, not earthly thoughts. I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind. You get changed by who you hang around. Because you become like the four or five people you hang around most. So if you hang around gossips, eventually you'll gossip. If you hang around people who are worshipers, you'll become more worshipful. You hang around generous people, you become more generous. Positive or negative, if you think it's not affecting you, it is. We become like the ones we're hanging around. How do you change? Iron sharpens iron. How do you change? Also, change happens by the declaration of the word. Did you catch the songs we were declaring? We were making declarations in our songs. Sometimes in worship, I've already had church. I've just been declaring the promises over my life. And we've been declaring your faith. Today we're singing, you're faithful, you're faithful, you're faithful. We're declaring the promises over our life. Nothing happens in the kingdom without the, declar- the declar- declared word of God. Without a declaration, there's nothing that happens in the kingdom. And so if, my, so if you're a quiet one, if you're an introvert, I would encourage you, get it out. If you're like me and you tend to hold it in, get it out. Make a declaration. Nothing happens in the kingdom without declarations. We see it in Genesis 2. In the creation, God is quickly delegating to Adam and Eve, hey, name my animals. Get involved in creation. Speak. There is something going on early that we're called to be creators. 
And those names were more than just names. It wasn't FIFO and Spot. Is FIFO a dog name or an accounting term? I'm, I'm, I'm messing up here. <laughs> Spike or Spot. But when he named the lion, in, in, the, in the name was the attribute of a lion. There was creation happening in a giraffe. It wasn't Susie. It wasn't Spot. There was something in the creation of the de- declaration. We change by declaration. When he said, let there be light, that light just began. And scientists tell us that the universe is still growing. The light is still going from that first sound. Sound waves are still going from that first word. And the universe is still expanding. And in Colossians, he says he holds it all together. He expanded it, and then he put his arms around it. How do we change? I want to change. How about you? I'm a work in progress. How about you? He's not done with me yet. How about you? I want to change faster. How about you? (laughs) Nothing happens without the declared word of God. Uh, Bill Johnson, in a recent message, was talking about Luke 137. I don't know if some of you heard that message, the declared word. And uh, it's something we learned from Jack Taylor. And Jack Taylor is a spiritual dad of Leif Hetland who attends church here. But Luke 137 says, nothing is impossible with God. It's a great verse. And... And Jack Taylor broke that verse down another layer deeper, no thing. And if you go to the original word of that nothing, no thing, it was no rhema word of God. You go to the original language, no rhema. Rhema word is a freshly spoken word of God. No freshly spoken word of God is impossible. The rhema word, the difference between the, there's the rhema word and then there's the word of God. There's, uh, it's almost like the principles or the, wor- the spoken word of God. Um, in general, I think the, the Western church, it doesn't necessarily hear the rhema of, of God every day. They're afraid of the rhema word of God because it's tied with the Holy Spirit. They're afraid of the... Rhema word of God, because if you say to psychologists or to the world system, you hear from God, they think you're crazy. Right? So you got to be careful who you talk to about this kind of stuff. This is a closed meeting. This is, you got the secret pen, you know, you've done the code to come in. But Jesus in the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. So that's either true or it isn't. So my sheep hear my voice, and the rhema word of God is a freshly spoken word of God. Now, if I feel I've heard a rhema word of God, I want to have a bank that it doesn't violate the word of God, the principle of God. And I want to have a bank that uh, the people I run with, uh, the, the, 
the fathers in my life. It's not violating the fathers in my life. I, I want it to be inside those banks. I want an amen from both of those. Amen? But the rhema word of God, a freshly spoken word of God, can be a powerful thing, and it should be the secret weapon of all believers. It should be a part of our life. My sheep hear my voice. I want to live by principle. I want to live by his word, and I want to also hear the rhema word of God. I don't want to be, uh, just have one leg strong and not the other. If you ever went to a gym and a guy said, I'm just going to work out my right leg, after about a year, it would be weird. <laughs> but the body of Christ sometimes does that. I want to be in love with the word of God, his written word. I want to be in love with the spoken, fresh spoken word of God. Jack taught us is that verse is no freshly spoken word of God is impossible. You flip it, it's a double negative. You know, a freshly spoken word of God is possible, and that possible, uh, as you go deeper, it's, it actually carries its ability to perform itself. The freshly spoke, no, every freshly spoken word of God carries within itself an ability to carry itself out. Wow. I'll take some of that. Supersize it. Every freshly spoken word of God carries with it the ability to perform itself. Wow. If I, if I want to change, I'd love to have some of that. Put that in me and let it just perform itself. Let me just get out of the way and let it do its thing. How do we change? The washing water of the word of God, people we hang around, hearing his voice. We've got a saying around here. We want to hear his voice. We want to run and obey when I hear it. So I want to share with you um, just some things about... Uh, New Year's. Lindy and I have this, most of the years we've um, just had a, just a habit of going out on New Year's Eve or close to it and talk about the year, talk about our dreams for the new year. Often we're uh, catching up on some tithe. I mean, it was just sort of an event. We're kind of catching up for the year. And we're dreaming into New Year's. And, all, and it, what's happened is it's developed into themes. In many years, we have a theme. Now, a theme is different than a goal. A goal, a goal is very direct. A goal is, in hockey, you get the goal in the back of the net. In soccer, you get the goal in the net. You get the puck in the net. You get the goal in the net, the ball in the net. You either do or you don't. You either make it or you don't. It's clear. It's measurable. We've heard of SMART goals. It's specific. It's measurable. It's achievable. It's relevant or realistic. Yes. What's the T? Pardon? Time bound. SMART goals. I don't want to talk about those. 
It's great to have goals. I would just say, for me, I've found I know myself. I need to just do a few, and I need to do a few that are achievable. I need to do a few where I reward myself. I need to shorten the time frame. If, I, if we go to dinner and I come away with 20 goals, I'm in trouble. We're, we're not going to have, this ain't happening. But a couple can be powerful. But themes are more like songs. They're more like topics. They're less measurable. They're go back to touch points. They're not really core values. Core values are kind of cool. Like we have core values in our Bethel movement. Some of those are God is good. Nothing is impossible. Extravagant generosity. As you, as you come into a home or a family with core values, those core values are actually going to get on you and your family and your children and your grandchildren. Your children's children will eventually take on the core values of our family. It's a beautiful thing. It's an exciting thing. But themes are more like songs or topics or, and I want to share a few of what God's done with us over the last few years and invite you into this thing we do. Because there's a grace on this for everyone. If my leaders have breakthrough, I can get in their wake, and through honor, I can enjoy their breakthrough. I can inherit it without having to do all the work they did. We've experienced this at Bethel Atlanta from some of the things that happened Bethel Reading. And uh, in fact, we have two visitors from Bethel Reading today here. Uh, Fred and, is it Sonia? Fred and Sonia? Raise your hand. They've, they've come all the way from Reading and in town and visit us, and they, uh, they actually run the mission trip to Israel every, every March. So if you have an interest in that, grab them before they go. And so we've experienced things from our relationship there that we didn't have to earn. For instance, healing. People, we thought it'd take a long time for people to start getting healed. They started getting healed the first day. First day. We thought, well, maybe there'll be little ones and they'll become big ones one day. No, no, they're big ones from first day. Didn't have to work for it. So a theme that uh, years ago the Lord gave us, these are, when they work, they're rhema words of God. When you get one for your family, for you, some of these are family-related. Some of these are corporate, church-related. But one year, I just felt like the Lord said, gaze upon the Lord, glance at your business. Quick glance at your business, gaze upon the Lord. Gaze upon me. It's really uh, Matthew 6.33. Some of these... Themes are just rewording of verses. 
Seek first the kingdom of God. All this other stuff will be added unto you. Gaze upon the Lord. Gaze upon the Lord. Glance at your business. What was the Lord trying to do there? Maybe, maybe the business was becoming an idol. And he's saying, I don't want you thinking about this as much as you did last year. I don't want you consumed with this. I want you to gaze upon me. Glance at that and we'll see what happens. You plug in something that's creeping in as an idol in your life and it will, God will use it. Gaze upon the Lord. Glance at me being worried about my kids. Gaze upon the Lord. Glance at that issue with a spouse or a spouse-to-be. Gaze upon the Lord and glance. What do you think happened with my business at the end of that year? It prospered. And I didn't worry about it. Gaze upon the Lord and glance at your business. One year we were in a we were in a healing conference with um, Todd Bentley, and the he and it just stopped. He stopped teaching, and he said, "I just feel a season of favor for several of you. There are this many people in the room, maybe four hundred or so, maybe a few more." And it was just a simple prophetic word around season of favor and something to do with real estate. Have you ever had a prophetic word come from the stage and something leap within you? I've had it happen very few times, but like, hey, that one's for me. It might be for dozens of other people, but that one's for me. And I stood to receive that word. And for the next 18 months or so, I, could, I just began declaring, I'm feeling a season of favor. Things are easier at work. People are all saying yes. They're all healthy. They all have money. Things are easier. And I began declaring, like faith, speak it with your mouth, right? The declaration. I began to tell friends, like, hey, I'm feeling a sense season of favor. It needs to be measurable. No rhema word. The rhema word carries with it the ability to perform itself. If it's a true rhema word, there was nothing different the day after that word. Nothing different was happening, and yet it, that word was carrying the ability to perform itself. He's more interested in us changing than we are. Do you think if he left it to us, it would happen? If he said, I'm just going to take you to glory, you just figure out a way to get there. Do you think it's going to happen? Heck no, it's not going to happen. John Donaldson, you're right. There's no way. So he says, I'm going to, if you'll just believe, if you'll hear the word of God, if you'll just believe, I'll put in that the ability to take you to the place I'm trying to take you. And so 18 months later, and the Lord's just told me, don't water down the testimonies. 18 months later, I get a letter from the CEO of Northwestern Mutual said, hey, for the last fiscal year, you have sold more insurance than anyone in the company, quarter of a billion dollars, congratulations, come to the meeting, we want to honor you. And the Holy Spirit said, I told you it was a season of favor. 
No different work ethic, no different nothing. So one year the theme was, um, I think it was around 2010, it's a year where dreams come true. It's just a year where dreams come true. It was a prophetic, it was a prophetic word for the church. One young lady grabbed that word and it lined up with the heart, what she was dreaming and it gave her a little impetus. It carried a rhema word for her. And she took that along with her dreams and it helped carry her and Sherry Lewis launched Bethel Atlanta Africa on that word, dream, the year where dreams come true. Amen? I'm not messing that up, am I? Okay. And uh, you've got friends with you, don't you? Is it Brian and yes, and uh, who? Yes. Welcome from Cameroon. Welcome from Cameroon. Yes. Welcome. And so you are influencing nations. Every time you support her, every time you give to Bethel Atlanta, every time you pray for her, uh, that rhema word was part of that year, a year where dreams come true. Um, some of mine are, a lot of mine, because I'm in the financial world, are, are are finance related, and that's just, I don't make apologies for that. This is what God gives me. 2015, it was debt, remember that was the 50th year of Jubilee, debt free by Jubilee. And so uh, my wife began to just declare, like, we're going to be debt free in a year. And I, like, I looked at how much we were in debt, like, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't see that. The rhema word carries the ability to perform it. Takes the pressure off me. Like, I don't see that. My faith is not there. And so we had something sell that went well, and then we got within a month of the end. And we, it was about two months' worth of income left to pay off debt. And there was no sales and commissions, no gifts and surprises, no... no Like, I don't see it. There's nothing on the horizon. How are you going to do this? The rhema word carries the ability to perform itself. And there was no gifts or surprises. There was no commission. There was no big, there was nothing. Somehow it just happened. I couldn't explain it. I didn't want to check too closely. Maybe there was a bank error. I don't know. Two thousand nine. This one still blows me away. So, I'm, oftentimes it's in worship, and I just, I, I'm just blessed by. I had two young ladies this last week say, "Hey, uh, we're trying to make it to church. We're uh, we're changing our flight, or we're coming back early. It's inconvenient. We're just trying to fight to be to church. I want to hear you speak. Do you know how blessed that is?" Hey, it's 
holiday weekend, it's wet, it's rainy. I'm fighting to get there. I'm preaching to the choir right now. You're here. But it's a blessing. I don't like to miss because so many profound things have happened in my life standing right there. In the presence with other people who are pushing, chasing after God. It's different. I, I find his presence by myself, but it's easier with you. It's easier singing with Vanessa than by myself. Amen? And in his presence, we often hear his voice, and in his presence, there's often courage to say, yes, that's you. And in his presence, there's often courage to say, okay, I know that's you. I'm going to do it. And in his presence, I don't talk myself out of it as often. So that year, we're sitting here, and, and there was a, just a challenge. The Lord just... He's like, uh, why don't you tithe into your dream income? I'm like, what? There's this interesting thing, like most people think if I made twice as much money, all my financial problems would go away. Amen? You kind of feel that way? Like if I made twice as much money, all my, any financial problem would go away. So my dream income was twice as much money. And... So then in January, I'm like, okay, let's write the check. Let's tithe like we were making that much money. So imagine yourself in January writing a check for, to tithe as if you're making twice what you're making. Well, I go to write the check, and there's not that much money in my account. <laughs> but I'm the pastor, and I know the the bookkeeper, so I said, can you hold this check? It's one of the privileges. I have a lot of privileges. February comes around, same problem. Just because it's a rhema word doesn't mean it's not going to require a little faith or pushing through. And so December 31st that year, the book, and I, I could feel it. I could, I know, I'm here knowing his voice, like discerning between your voice in your head, his voice, the enemy, is part of our journey as believers. So 45 years I've been on this journey trying to discern, is that me? Is that you, Lord? And we're learning how to hear. I'm like, I know that's you, Lord. I feel the wind on it. And in the middle of the year, still crises of faith. Like, oh, it's not happening. I'm behind. Trying to figure out a way to help God out. The God of the universe needs my help. Really? If it's him, he doesn't need any help. Bookkeeper sends the information at the end of the year and Dozens and dozens of checks coming into the business, hundreds of checks going out, and it came exactly to the dollar. That, for me, is, is, 
as uh, amazing and unlikely as any miracle. Like the rhema word of God carries with it the ability to perform itself. And I've got other stories, but I, you may be thinking, and I'm thinking as I'm preparing this message, like why would there ever be a year where I wouldn't do it? If I, before I forget, I, that thing hit me so well, the next year I said, well, let's just do it again, but I had 50%. But it wasn't a rhema word, and I could feel it. In about February, I was about out of money, and I wasn't feeling it. You know, if you try to press your thing into a rhema word, it can flop. He's not a slot machine. You just put something in, and comes, something comes out. Me and him had a little thing. Amen? He in a slot machine. And I'm sitting here at the end of the year uh, in a little form of repentance because I don't have a theme this year. And I, as I'm sharing these crazy stories, I'm like, why not? You know, sometimes we can fall into a coast mode, but really life is all about tension. Whether we like it or not, we're going to live a life in tension. We can live a life where life is happening to us, bills are happening to us, health is happening to us, and there's just the tension of survival. Know what I mean? We've all been there, right? No one's owning this. I have lived in this place. Anyone else? Just surviving. And sometimes you break out of that mode and you just want to rest and coast for a while. Hey, let me just get out of that and let me, can I just coast for a while? But there's another tension and the other tension of life is I'm chasing after something. I'm going after God. Life's not happening to me. I'm happening to life. Surviving versus thriving. And there's a tension of this dream, this theme, this, Lord, I, I want to change. We're going to live in tension. Just decide which tension you want to live in. And sometimes we'll slip from this place back into a little bit of coasting because we just get tired of it. Am I talking to anyone? You don't change unless you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't change unless I really don't want to be in this place anymore. The older I get, it costs something to change. There's got to be a reward. And my invitation and my confession is I don't want this year to go by without a rhema word, a theme over my life.
And so he's, he's bubbling some. Some of them are for corporate for us. Some of them, and, and I, I'm just praying, Lord, a grace, a grace in the room for the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to you about a theme, a song, a topic, a heartbeat where the rhema word, the Holy Spirit, you have as much access to the Holy Spirit as anyone on the planet. When he died on the cross and won that victory and that veil tore from the top down, it granted access to every one of us to hear his voice. Not just one priest entering in once a year. He tore that veil so that you and I could have access. And he's running toward us. He wants to speak to you more than you want to speak to him. You lean a little bit in, and he's exploding out of the blocks like Usain Bolt toward you. There's one of my kids. They're leaning in. A grace that each of us would feel the rhema word of God carrying us to change, to be conformed to the likeness of his son, to be changed. Do you think I feel alive at the end of those years when those things happen? I feel so alive. Lord, I heard your voice. Lord, what you did, amazing. Feel alive. I hear Bree laughing. She's 27 tomorrow. She's one of our worship leaders. Where is she? Stand up. Bree back there. One of the benefits of being a pastor is Bree every Sunday will come and snuggle next to me. And I get to hug her. Your sweetheart. She carries worship. Yeah, I had a glimpse of, of the Lord's heart for Bree a few weeks ago. And it just, uh, I just saw the Lord loving you, Bree, and that the spirit within you, absolutely perfect and beautiful and eternal, and that heart of worship, like, melts him like no other person. It was a beautiful, just a glimpse, like, ah. Give Bree a big hand. She's a worship leader. So, Lord's, pray there's a grace for you to hear this rhema word. You may hear it this morning. You may, it may take a while. Don't force it. You know how you hear his voice. You know it's when it's you. You may want to run it by a friend or pastor. Take a step of faith. I've blown it before. It's okay to blow it. Rather try, rather, better to try and miss than not try. 
You know, I, I'd rather try and miss than not do it like I So the Lord's been speaking to me about, Steve, despise not small beginnings. In your faith walk, in your business, in the church, go back to fundamentals that you might think you don't need to do anymore in your work. Don't be afraid of the little things. You're not too good for them. You're not past them. He's been speaking to me like, could it be a year where your dreams are accelerated? Where you're accelerated into your dreams. And I think this one is for all of us. Could it be a year where we burn brighter? He's laid on a song this weekend for me. It's an oldie, goldie by Chris Kilali, Chris Kilala, Kilali. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. It's called Burning Once. Yeah, you guys, if you guys want to come help me, it's fine. Would you receive this as a rhema word for you and your church? Here inside your presence, I'm taken by the wonder of you. I, I, just, I love that. I get to stop right there. Here inside your presence, I'm taken by the wonder of you. I want to be more taken by the wonder, the awe and wonder of you. Here inside your presence, I'm taken by the wonder of you. Here inside your glory, we give our lives fully to you. We cry, holy, holy, holy are you. Our hearts are burning, burning for you. Your love, it burns inside. Our hearts are satisfied by you. Your love is our reward. It's why we ask for more of you. We are your burning ones. We are consumed by you. We set our lives apart. We are consumed by you. And the Lord's just calling me. Would you set your life apart? Would you become a burning one? Would you set your life apart from those that, things that are idols? I, I was so blessed by the church when we had a Daniel fast. You guys came to that and you ran toward that. And by setting down some things, we find, am I, am I, do I need that caffeine? Do I need that whatever it is? Do I need that sugar? Do I need that entertainment? We are your burning ones. You set us apart for you. I want to run. I've been reading about the Moravians. They, they prayed for 100 years. They burned. What was it? They loved his presence. They loved to pray and fast. They loved the songs of worship. A church of 500 Moravians sent 200 missionaries to the world. They sent more missionaries in two decades than the rest of the church did in 100 years. 
Could you be part of a something that special? Not many more people than this. We are your burning ones. So let this love be like a fire. Let our lives be like a flame. Fill our souls with your desire. Let our passion bring you fame. Could it be written of you that your passion brought the Lord fame? Could it be written of you on your, on, as your children and your children's children remember you one day? It was a person of passion. She was a person of passion. Her passion brought the Lord's name, fame. We are your burning ones. I want to burn more. We've been burning some fires this Christmas, this season. And if I can get your fire next to my fire, it burns brighter, amen? It's hard for one log to burn like a blazing fire. I need you, and you need me. We are your burning ones. Would it be said of us, their passion brought him fame? Would it be said of us, they loved well, they sent ones to the world, that they were evangelists, that they were people of honor, they were people of power, they spoke the God's word, they heard the rhema word of God, they were people of generosity, they were people that God is good all the time and nothing is impossible. They carried that. When you broke something off them, you could feel it. Their passion brought him fame. We are the burning ones. So I want you to respond to the message by if the Lord's laid a rhema word on you and you say, I'm going to join you, pastor, this year in a rhema word. I want something to carry with it the power to perform itself. If he's given you that, I want you to respond by coming forward. If you say, I'm going to find one this year, I want you to respond by coming forward. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.